0: Welcome back, Mailin Podcast listeners everywhere. I'm your host, Brad Merriman. To my right, for the final time before the DeFreeze family becomes a family of four, Sally DeFreeze. Sally, what's going on?
1: Going on maternity leave.
0: Uh, Will's very excited about his fraternity leave.
1: Paternity leave.
0: It's like a thing we do.
1: Fraternity leave. <laughs> yeah, fraternity
0: leave. It's just like people go dove hunting and. All that stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's gonna be dove hunting. No, I hope not.
0: I am in a couple of weeks. Very excited about it.
1: Have you ever been dove hunting? Uh,
0: have not, have not. I don't know if it's dove or quail. Whatever's the season for in in season right now. Probably not. a did thing that I don't. I know think that. it's dove. I think it is dove too. I think dove.
1: I think dove hunting started September first.
0: Uh, bu- 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 uh, September first, November thirteenth. Yep, yes. that's me. I'm hitting. You can take hey,
1: the girl out of the small Texas town. Texas town can't can't take the whatever it, small it, Texas to town large out of
0: her. Austin suburb out of now the girl. It's Austin suburb. <laughs> <laughs> yep, flies it dies, Sally. Oh, you know wow. What they say? I'm wow. a pretty good. Uh, I've been skeet shooting a bunch, but I've never. uh I've never. Never taking it to the real thing. So I'm okay. excited. Pretty good shot for a Yankee like
1: me. Okay.
0: That's when all the buddies are like, oh,
1: you Yankee fuck. I can't Bam. hunt really because I am not good at shooting shotguns. Oh, really? Because I am right-handed. Yeah. But I see most, like pretty much my entire field of vision with my oh. left eye.
0: Oh, so left eye dominant. I guess...
1: I that's so you what can't, I do. so you can't like, when I was trying to do it, I was trying to move my left eye into the mm. scope and they were like, stop doing that. So then yeah. they were like, just shoot left-handed. And that was way more difficult. Mm, I see. So I, see. I, I failed at ski shooting.
0: I don't know what I do. I think I kind of keep both eyes open. Well, you do, but honest. your <laughs> yeah. one yeah. eye yeah, is yeah. resting. More like in the, yeah.
1: And I would trying. try to move my other eye over and then like the kickback oh, yeah. from the gun would like absolutely pelt me in the face because i had moved my face
0: yeah not ideal so it doesn't it doesn't that. sound like a good recipe for being very uh uh accurate
1: no <laughs> so yeah the one time i went skied shooting at someone's ranch they were like you should be done <laughs> i was like
0: you're a safety hazard <laughs> i was like <laughs> cool, all those
1: i'll i'll leave thank you
0: man well uh, i'm excited for that are you excited for uh Baby number two.
1: I'm excited. We're, we still got a lot to do. Yeah. Before, but it's, you know, I'm excited to not be pregnant anymore.
0: That's going to be, that's going to be tight.
1: Yeah. Not so. that being
0: pregnant is not tight, but it's just, I think, it, you know, a margarita sounds nice, I'm sure. Yeah. Like a frozen.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I'm for sure getting like sad about it because I think, oh, yeah. People are really nice to you when you're pregnant. <laughs> okay. And then they are not nice to you. They're not that they're not nice to you when you have like a newborn. But like people mm-hmm. are go out of their way to like help you when you're pregnant, or like yeah. talk to you, or like, oh my gosh, you look, you're glowing, blah blah. And then you're like, when you actually need the most buildup, like the most support when you have a newborn, people just don't care about you anymore. Mm. Don't even open doors for you. Because you you know, you're just
0: back to back to a normie.
1: You're back to a normie. Yeah.
0: Just like one of us. Yeah. I'll, hey, my vow to you, Sally, I'll I'll treat you. I'll treat you like you're still pregnant.
1: Perfect. While we're yeah.
0: on the Valentine podcast. Thanks. Just every time you come in, I'll be like, "Man, you're glowing today."
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah. I I know I'm already getting sad about that, which is okay. kind of psychotic because I, pregnancy in general is like, it's fine, but it's not like the best time i've ever had
0: yeah i mean it's there i feel like it has kind of ups and downs like you have to pee 11 times a, an hour yeah right uh, things just aren't comfortable i'm sure like you can't just chill i don't know yeah but there's also all the cool stuff that comes with it. so yeah i think is it one of those things where because you've already had fritz it's gonna be like uh i don't know if easier is the right word but kind of just like you have, I like hope you, so. You know some stuff that you don't. You don't need eleven 1, hundred like of these baby things. You're like, we're gonna take the like the nine that we used a bunch and run those.
1: Yeah, back. I'm hoping that's the case. But you know, mm-hmm. I think transition. Some people feel like transitioning from like zero kids to one kid was really difficult. I definitely did, and then some people were like, "Ooh, one to two is real hard." Really? So we'll see. Who knows?
0: It's a lot of a lot of just wait people out there. We've so done the one wait. to two, We've man. You guys did one, but just wait.
1: People love to talk about that. We talked about that last week. People we love sure to just wait. They just they love talking about it.
0: Well, in the meantime, we're very excited for Sally and Will, but in the meantime, we'll have we'll have a couple different folks on the show while Sally's out.
1: Hopefully, I'll come be able to pop in after a few weeks.
0: You Depending you tell you tell me when you're ready to come back. Yeah, and we'll we'll put you back in the lineup.
1: But it sounds like producer Randy might. Pop, pop I think in. We're gonna,
0: we'll have a producer Randy episode. There's a talk of uh, remember Kayla, yeah, former co-host of this podcast. She uh, she moved back to Austin. She's gonna hop on. Got uh, there's a, there's rumors of a Lily Betcher sighting.
1: I Lily can't wait.
0: There's you got Ruff Chevrier. The other Defrees in the building. So there's just gonna be a, a couple of characters hopping on in your stead. Okay. None of them will, uh, Hopefully none of them will they don't take your job. Fuck it up. They won't fuck it. You know. You. you can help us out in the meantime by telling a friend about the show. Uh hit the hotline number, 888 362 mail 888 362 6245 I do check those voicemails, by the way. Uh they're just annoying to upload to the roadcaster. So it's just it's it's easier to do when we have a bunch of them um please write it in at the link in the twitter bio at mail in podcast or in the description of this episode watch us on youtube youtube.com slash mail in podcast to see my lovely face and whoever is guest hosting for the next few weeks but you got sally today so here you go uh sally are you ready to go we'll just get right into it yeah sweet uh i'll lead off does that work yeah cool hey mail-in crew uh, I've been hanging out with a girl for the past two months. She said she does not want to be in a relationship right now, but she wants to be friends with benefits. I'm in my late 20s, and so is she. I've been in the friends with benefits zone many times. I don't know why, but it's frustrating because I want more but sex. I think it's I think in more context, I want more than sex. Yeah. I don't think I'm sleazy. I have a good job and I'm well put together. I don't know why girls only seem to want me for sex. My initial reaction here, Sally, is common denominator. In each of these situations has been this guy. Now, I'm not saying that as like a knock on this guy, but maybe it's worth... Asking someone like the girl you're dating or the girls you have dated mm-hmm. or the people in your past that have sort of just wanted friends with benefits, be like, is, is there something with me? Sex seems great. Physical relationship seems awesome. But for something to happen over and over again, I don't think it's just on the girls here.
1: Yeah. I wonder how many times as many times, because for me, I'm like, if this happened a couple times, they've all been like Mm -hmm. casual things that have never turned into dating. Uh, My advice to this guy in general is like, I would say no immediately. Just be like, that's not really what I want from this relationship. I would rather be in a relationship with you. I'm not looking for just a hookup. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Break things off. Try not to take it too much. To your ego and move on. I think some people really want the, um, especially when they're younger, the, like, benefits of, well, friends with benefits, but the benefits of a relationship without actually having to do the work of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But going back to, like, why it's happening. So that's, like, the two parts of this. Like, first of all, rectify whatever this relationship is. Finish it move on, tell her like, Hey, that's not my jam. Sorry. Yeah. And if you don't want to be in a relationship, I don't really want to just be having sex, but then kind of look back at like how you're starting relationships. Are you, you know, putting off, like, I just want casual mm-hmm. vibes. Um, and that that's always tricky. Cause you don't want to like go into it being like, I want to date you right now. Like, and be like too yeah. eager. you love, know.
0: Love bombing, right? Yeah, is that you the don't want to
1: be yeah. like freaking them out. They're like, whoa, like okay. I'm not ready to move in together date one. But I, I don't know if it requires. Maybe if you have like a friend or like a friend's girlfriend, you know. Mm, okay. like, like, yeah. a like a trusted female friend. That you could be like, hey, confident. this is going on. Am I like putting off some vibe? Mm, okay. uh, but I don't also think that. Unless it's literally happened in every single relationship, it's necessary to like do a deep dive into why it's happening. Okay. You know? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think part of it is age related. I think part of it, part of me is like, maybe it is happening every time, but sometimes it feels like when it's happened to you like twice, it feels like it's happened to you every time, especially mm-hmm. if the last time before this girl also ended this way. Then it feels like every time you've had a relationship, yeah. or maybe you've only had a couple of relationships and mm-hmm. they've ended this way, but like, People's dating histories, like, up until I dated or met and dated Will, like, every guy that I had really had a relationship with was never really a relationship. It was, like, a hookup that I was, like, way more into them than they were into me, you know, that was, like, a longer, you know, like, someone that you had a situationship with. Yeah, And so I thought the same thing. I'm like everything I do is going to be one of these situationships where like I'm going to be more in love with them than they are with me or whatever, have more Mm -hmm. feelings. But then sometimes you're just going after the wrong people. You know, like sometimes you're just picking people who aren't right for you, who don't want to be in relationships. And that could be the thing. That could be what he's doing. He's probably going after girls who don't want to be in a relationship. So they tack on the whole like, well, let's just be friends with benefits label. But you mm-hmm. – it's not all like, is it a problem with him? Sometimes it's just – it's not the right timing. It's not the right person. Yeah. The people you're going after are not looking to get into anything serious. Mm-hmm. But then they're playing it off of like, well, let's just be friends with the so you think they only want me for sex, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Right. I wanted to ask, kind of outside this question, what what do you think is the biggest <laughs> – or the or the, a number of reasons, but if you had to rank like the most common reasons for seeking a friends with benefits situation, from like a guy's perspective or a girl's perspective, from like a, like from a guy's perspective, I would say number one would be you want to keep your options open. Like if yeah. something quote unquote better comes along or somebody that's more you're more attracted to or You have more in common with. There's sort of a grass is greener. Yeah. Then, then you go to the traditional reasons of like, well, I just the time, like my job is keeping me at work twelve hours a day. Right. I don't have time to give to this, or I'm not ready for marriage, so why start something that I don't see turn like I don't I don't want to turn into something. What do you think the reasons are, sort of ranked in your opinion?
1: I think you hit the nail on the head. Probably number one is I don't want to commit to anybody.
0: But do you think it's because of people always want to look for better? Like I think that's kind of an unspoken thing about friends with benefits.
1: Yeah. I mean, or or if in my case and probably other people's cases, you were kind of forced into it and it was not in disguise, it was not really your first choice. Got it. You so you're like you want a relationship. I think there's they one party don't. who like like we should I again, this is a caveat. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of times, this is like going with my whole like guys and girls can never be friends. But like, are we sure that everyone is always a willing participant in the friends with benefits? I'm not talking about consensual stuff. I'm just saying like.
0: There's no doubt that there's always. Sometimes like two
1: people are just at a bar and be like, hey, let's be friends with benefits instead of just like dealing with this like flirty daty shit. Let's just. I feel like that happens more in the movies and a lot more times it's like. One person's like, hey, we should be friends with benefits, or it never really even gets discussed. It just turns into that. And the other person's like, I would like a relationship with you, but I'm going to take what I can get because I like you a lot, and my whole self-worth is tied up into people (laughs) giving me attention and going on, you know, and hooking up with people and stuff like that.
0: Sally, I think that's more often than not. Right. I I think that's well above 50%, if not like. 80% 80% of a situationship is somebody is ready to date or ready to right. be in a relationship and the other person sort of is defining it as a friends with benefits because they're not sure this is the person. They have like some sort of sense of, well, if I start dating you, that means that we're getting married, like boom, everything's final.
1: Well, and I think too, the it's the good. instigating like like person- Okay. It's not that they're like out looking for friends with benefits. It's that they deemed no offense to this guy and slash me and many other people who are in this position. They deemed you not good enough to date. Is that, that, that is that what it comes down it. to? Yeah. And I think then it softens the blow being like, well, we could still hook up though because like I have an itch to scratch and you're here.
0: And, yeah. And there's – and you're like – You're you're checking enough. I only find
1: you mildly annoying. So let's hook up. I think that is a lot of relationships, and then we wonder like, oh, what am I doing wrong? It's not you. It's them. It's the it's the person being like, I, you know what? You're not what I'm looking for. And I think we spend so many relationship questions, which I think we have a lot of today, can be answered by like. Yeah, maybe you have some red flags. Maybe you're doing something weird, but most of the time, it's just that the other person is not a hundred percent into you, and we make it about is ourselves.
0: This, is this? Is this? This is this like hard hard to hear. I, I like I I think I'm like this feels like an eye opening thing to me.
1: I think it's hard for people to hear yeah. that because it's like all we're so self centered as humans in general that we want to know what did i do wrong how yeah, do i get closure what what is closure? wrong like so what, what was my just... role in this right, and yeah. sometimes it's just that the the person that you were trying to date or that ghosted you or that you you know just not that into you is is just not into you is not into you enough to date you or take you home yeah. or stop you know, flirting with girls on the weekend or whatever it is, but we take that to heart so much because it's such an ego blow it totally, is, Totally.
0: yeah, and so well, these happen to everybody too at some point or another like right very few people are I mean like to not like perfect not shining not sound gamer.
1: like he just had that into you the movie slash book, but when you you know there are there are plenty of situations where people try to date, and there's extenuating circumstances, things don't work, things like that, but most often than not, when it doesn't work out, it's because the person's like, eh.
0: Totally. Uh, totally. I'm talking and about then, the beginning of my Right, 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 right.
1: But like, they're just like, eh, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, they got the ick somehow. And that's not always up to you. It's, mm-hmm. you people get the ick for the dumbest reasons.
0: People get the ick. People have the greener pastures thing. People have the just something else. Yeah. comes along or something else happens or like yeah. And they're yeah. all
1: going off their own experiences, but we and constantly then, ask ourselves, like, what did I do? Right. And it's How also something like
0: when you're starting to date and it's starting to like you can f- tell it's fizzling a little bit or something like that. And then you feel this need to like, oh shit, well I, I feel I I feel the ship sinking and you tell yourself it's not, but you're yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do what I can to make it not. You know, like there's some sort of You want to remedy the situation. It almost makes it worse. Then you're more into this person because you're pedestalizing them.
1: Yeah. You're acting like a crazy person.
0: Randy, what do you think? Uh, I agree with everything. Sure. I just, I figured you would have a take. Uh, I like the friends with Bennett or just like dating and beginnings to relationships. And
1: I don't know. Oh, I think it's very much some like friends with benefits is either that like it's just convenient.
0: Yeah. And it's do you do you agree with the uh, I think sometimes the, just some, people, some some people are just aren't like you're not into the person.
1: Yeah. I think it's either one sided or sometimes it's both sided. And it's or it's like, hey, we're both not really that into each other but we're both find each other attractive and the sex is good. So yeah. let's just it's keep this going to scratch. Yeah. To like, you know, get our sexual releases each. And, uh, but if something comes along or if that like feeling changes, we'll be honest with each other. So I think usually it's le- either one sided or it's both sided that they're not into each other yeah. emotionally. Yeah. Interesting. That's that.
0: we could have, we could, I feel like we could do like a whole episode on that anyway. Yeah. We can't do a whole episode on prize Picks, even though we should, Sally. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. That's it. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than, or less than, on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. That's it. Prize picks is fun. It's it's a brand kind of a new way to play the fantasy sports field. The 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 numerous options out there to wager on things. Um, prize picks is, is fun. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season this is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy. If you have the skills. So you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Really simple, really easy. Make your picks, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds, plus quick withdrawals and enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Here's what you'd do. Saquon Barkley, more than 60 yards. That's it. Easy. Patrick Mahomes, more than two passing touchdowns. That's it. That's all you have to select. And bam. Easy. 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 PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Randy, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Bada bang, bada boom. You're playing Prize Picks this weekend, Randy? He's in. He's in. Go to prizepix.com slash mail. And use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash mail. And use code mail for a first deposit match up to $100. Um, Prize picks, Daily Fantasy Sports, made easy. Next one, Sal.
1: I just ended a four year relationship. My job is super hectic for the next few months, and I feel stressed about finding the time to get back out there and rebuild friendships that took a backseat during my relationship. All of my friends are in serious relationships at this point. Any advice on how to go about this? For context, I'm 27, a woman, and living in a major city.
0: Ooh, the old getting back out there, not necessarily from a dating standpoint, but you from had like uh, sickness. Yeah, you had boyfriend sickness, boyfriend syndrome.
1: Yeah. So 27 is like that perfect age of everyone in your life is like in some new stage of their life. So they're either in like a serious relationship or maybe they're getting engaged or like mm-hmm. you have that like one friend who is having kids and you're like, you're too young for this. Yep. Unless you like live in Alabama or something. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I... I have been through this before because having been a 27 year old girl and having had boyfriend sickness myself with Will, uh, it's hard to try to repair some friendships that maybe took a backseat when you were like investing yourself in the beginning of a relationship. Um, now you're Broken up, so you're single, and all of your friends are in relationships. And this was the stage for me that you t- you tend to gravitate towards your single friends because they like understand the most what's going on. Mm-hmm. You or know, the, or they...
0: the easiest way to uh, hang out,
1: right? Exactly. They're not attached to somebody. They're willing to go out with you. Mm-hmm. Most of your friends who are in long term relationships are gonna probably be at home on a Thursday with their partner sure. or like have stuff to do, um, with like wedding shit or whatever, you know? So I think becoming that third wheel again is always hard. Um, for me, I was at the age before I met Will where I was, I was that friend. I was like the same, I was the perpetually single friend. So then like all of my friends were the one who were like calling me to be like, let's go out. Cause you're the mm. only single one. They're like, they just assume that you'll say yes to everything. But then single.
0: then single.
1: you flip that and then you become the person in the relationship and they're all like, well, you weren't here because mm-hmm. you had boyfriend sickness. I'm like, well, you had that, but you were 24, okay? And both of you still like to go out because you were 24. So all of that being said, there are going to be people that are your friends that are going to be bitchy about this mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. like, we didn't see you. For years and da da da. And then you're going to have the friends who are cool about it and are like understand and don't give a shit. Yeah. For me personally, I think that this is a real uh, coming of age time when you realize like, not all of my friendships are built to last. And this is like one of those times. Mm-hmm. Um, We've talked about this a lot on the, this podcast of, like, when you go through life transitions, which of your friends are going to, like, put the blame on you for not keeping up with them and which of your friends are just going to be like, oh, my God, it's been a year, but, like, let's catch up and things are exactly how they were before. Sure. Those are the people that you should invest your time in. If If any friend is, like, giving you shit for not being around – let them say their piece and apologize but like and then move on but if they keep bringing it up to me that's like drama you don't need
0: yeah i think if they can get one pretty good shot in at you and then and then like hey let's hug it out or you know you yeah know, like hey one one you almost in a joking way like wow look who decided to show up and then boom it that, like that's how a, a guy i feel like guys would do it yeah like oh well 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 look who you know look who the shackles came off yeah yada yada ha 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 har 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 and then you know it's like nothing happened. Right. So I think you can kind of sum it up by it's the perfect opportunity to sort of take inventory of the friends that should be continuously in your life and the friends that you know you're 27 maybe they were great college friends or post college friends but you're kind of in a new stage of life.
1: Yeah. I think I don't think you need to I don't think she needs to like go super out of her way to like repair friendships blah blah, blah unless like
0: like a uh, an emotional crying session of like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Disregarded your time. If you're busy
1: and you're dealing with a breakup and things like that, like just live your life and like text your close friends, like try to do it like once weekly, be like, Hey, anybody like want to go grab lunch on Saturday? Or like I have a reservation on Friday for this many people. Does Mm -hmm. anybody want to join me? And like send that out early in the week. So people like have it on their radar or like make one-on-one plans with people but you don't need to like be broken up with and then day one be like okay I'm going to go repair everything that I you know
0: Sure. And maybe be comfortable too with uh, becoming friends with with their boyfriends. You know, and right. just like hey, it doesn't have to be one-on-one with Sarah and Megan. Right. Like Tim can come and yeah. or you know and and then maybe we bring single Jared or we bring Right. single Miranda too and it's like it doesn't need to just be these one-on-one like venting sessions, All, although I know that those are productive and needed, but maybe may, she asked for kind of advice here. Maybe you have something standing that's sort of an expected group activity where you can involve more people in it to make the likelihood of, of more people saying yes higher. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of one of those things like don't expect it to be perfect and, and know that other people are going through what you used to go through. Right. As far as time goes.
1: And- don't be afraid to make new friends like you're you just got out of a four-year relationship in a major city and 27 like that's still
0: prime friend making you
1: have a lot going on you've got work maybe focus on work and just see what you don't have to put so much pressure on like i have to be friends with everyone again and i need to like go get back on the dating apps and i need to do all this i think people when they go through a big life change like this think like okay here's the to-do list of things i've got to do everybody
0: wants to list listical things. Yeah, but
1: you know? You, you know what you could do? Just live your life and like go to work. And you
0: don't need to feel like I need to have something to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Like it's it's okay to to take a day and just kind of take inventory of yourself and sit on your couch yeah. and go for a walk and, and then go to bed at 9:17 and wake up. You know, it's not you're not wasting a day doing that. Right. Especially going through what you're going through.
1: And the friendships that are meant to last will last as long as you put in like a, a modicum of effort, you know, Bingo. like send a text, but you don't, it's not all on you to like make reparations. You just yeah. need to go about your life as you would and take time for you, but also reach out to your friends, the friends who matter and will stick around. We'll stick around.
0: Bingo. Slowly but surely and not all at once. Yeah. Help. I've been in a long-distance relationship for four months and we FaceTime every day for about an hour and I don't know what to talk about anymore, but I really do enjoy talking to her. Also, how do I bring up sexting and that kind of stuff? End of question.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, I like this one. It's just like, help. I think for long-distance relationships, at least for me, it was like, you spend all day texting that person about like what's going on in your day. Yeah. So then when you talk at night, you've already like unloaded everything yeah, the possibilities. that you could have talked about. I agree. And at four months, you kind of are hitting the point of like, we already know a lot about each other. We've gotten to know everything. Like heard all about his family. I've heard all about her, you know, college years, things like that, that like all the stories that you really need to swap mm-hmm. in the beginning are, so you're hitting that hump anyway. And, Normal relationships hit that, you know, uh, without being long distance or not. Yeah, totally. So you're you're just running out of things to say to each other because you've already been talking all day.
0: It, the the honeymoon phase is coming to an end. Right. It's it happens to every relationship.
1: It's okay to not talk to somebody for an hour. Yeah. I think
0: I, it's almost like the. I I feel like she has like a a Snapchat streak like element to this. Like, oh, if I don't talk to. Brad for an hour today. We're going to break our streak. And does that mean our relationship's in trouble? And oh my God, do we not love each other anymore? Like,
1: that's okay. I, when Will and I were dating (laughs) and I was living in Houston, we like, we had a Snapchat streak and it broke and I was like, absolutely so bummed. And I was like, I'm not even getting on Snapchat besides to keep this streak up that literally no one knows about, but myself. So why am I doing this? But I think... I think long distance relationships, so much of like what you do is communicate in another term of it's besides face to face. But if you think about people who are in relationships, they're four months in and maybe like they come over to spend the night and it's like, cool. How was your day? Great. Awesome. Let's watch Peaky Blinders. And then everyone's silent and you're just on your phone. Yeah. And you kind of don't have that silent
0: time. Yeah.
1: And you don't, it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah. You don't have an hour of talking to each other when you're at home with each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying everyone's at home with each other four months in, but like if you are dating somebody in your city, you have date time, and then you have like, oh, we went out and we like hung out with friends. Yeah,
0: met up with whoever. That's not
1: one-on-one talking time Mm -hmm. the whole time. So people who are in relationships in the same city are probably talking less than you're talking to your long-distance person. Honestly, yeah. So it's okay to just be like, "Hey, we've we've covered all the stuff. You and like want to watch yeah. a show, and then we'll text <laughs> about it."
0: Yeah, it's also okay to 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 go like nineteen minutes. Yeah, Cut, hit the hit the bases. Like, how's your day? How's this? How's that? We've been texting all day. We kind of know, unless something's going on,
1: you know, right? And just all right, like, hey, because that's what people you, in little, relationships are doing. Yeah, no one's like at at four or six months in being like, okay, well, we've covered like your relationship with your dad. So let's move on to like my childhood trauma surrounding horses. Mm. And then like, let's do this. Like no one is doing cataloging that. So you, yeah, we're,
0: we're beyond that. We've you're literally just checking
1: them. in and being like, how was your day? And then yeah. then they're like, oh my God, Megan said this to me. And then it's like, yeah. so you can talk about that on FaceTime too, but you don't need to worry that like you have stopped having things to talk about.
0: Yeah. Or you kind of save like, if you're texting every 9 minutes all day yeah. you know maybe decrease that down a little and bit then and then you'll have more to catch up on some, some ammo for the the hour long FaceTime call yeah. some you like to to text in a long-distance relationship it, you don't you don't need to be in constant 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 contact for yeah. it to be like oh proof that we are in a great relationship it's just yeah. like you, you kind of figure out your day and your cadence and then you FaceTime and Either it's for two minutes or not. You skip a day or three. Like, it doesn't, I don't think it, keeping a scoreboard of that right. is, is it's, I don't know if it's not healthy, but it's just not, it, it doesn't, it's not productive. It's, it's not, productive. not, it's not like long-term solution.
1: What about the sexting stuff?
0: I think that's like a, 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 in the most unsexy way possible would be like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, kind of like approach it. There, There's like the, you, like, if you know, you know, kind of thing, which yeah. is just like feel it, try it. Have, D- if it doesn't reciprocate... There's two
1: things for me. It's yeah. either do what you said, like, just ask, like, hey, yeah. are you into this? Yeah. Or just get drunk and then do it while you're drunk and then just be like, "It'll if if she's into it, it'll happen. If, if not, into, you're yeah. like, yeah, okay. oh, man, sorry. <laughs> I was hammered.
0: Yeah, just have the... Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I think it's it's very... It's rip very the
1: bandaid off ask and just do it.
0: and be like, here are my thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on it? And then, like, you're not probably not going to get into it because it's that's about as unsexy as it gets but just yeah i think there's two ways to do it
1: i i personally think the method of just ripping the band-aid off getting a little sexting mm-hmm. going on like a friday night when you're not seeing them you know but you're gonna sure. maybe see them next week so like put it out there and then once you do it depending on how what the reaction was if she's like not taking the, the mm-hmm. bait, then you can be like hey i didn't mean to make you uncomfortable i just like thought that that might be kind of fun because if a little you like bit. have a conversation you're like okay so should we start like having phone sex <laughs> then you're like it's not happening organically no like, no that's yeah. nothing is as uncomfortable as being like all right we got a phone sex date at 8 p.m yeah. like what see it, you then like see, see you
0: later how's your like, day oh, eight, eight o'clock like, like sexting
1: phone sex facetime sex whatever mm-hmm. it is any sex, actually, like scheduled sex is not hot. So you yeah. don't, <laughs> you don't want to be like, we're gonna talk about this, then we're gonna schedule it out. Mm-hmm. I think you just dip your toe in a little bit. Don't go full okay. throttle. Yeah, dip a toe. Don't like freak her out and go like real intense dirty talk with a dick pic. Just don't, like uh, send a little flirty like thinking about you. Yeah. Can't wait till next weekend. Yeah, yeah,
0: there
1: you go. Blah, blah blah. You know, you know what y'all are into. Throw that in there, but don't like...
0: Don't naked man like uh, hog yeah. at your mother via phone. Yeah. Just like FaceTime.
1: And it's yeah. like, hey. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck.
0: Uh, let's face it. Sally, after night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. No. I have to make a choice. Yeah. You can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. You ever skip a workout, Randy, because it drinks the night before?
1: <laughs> Too many times to count. Too
0: many times to count. Well, I have two. If you're committed to your healthy routine this year, though, you need Z-biotics. Z-Biotics. is a pre-alcohol probiotic that is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, Alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It is this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly. And get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Uh, I tried Zebiotics for the first time at Barbecue Austin for the rodeo. I have since tried Zebiotics for a concert. I've done Zebiotics for a uh, a bull riding event where I knew some drinks were going to be consumed responsibly. Randy, a birthday party, and uh, I'm I'm all in as instructed. Drank a bottle of Zebiotics before any alcohol. I was amazed at how good I felt the next day. Uh, Sally, I believe Will is now kind of a, uh, your husband is now kind of a Z-biotics believer. Is that, uh, is that accurate?
1: That is true. He, uh, I was telling you this before the podcast, but he took some Z-biotics on Saturday. We had people over for the game, pre, pre-margaritas, pre okay. okay? He had several margaritas. And then it felt better the next day than he normally would. Sure. But then the biggest thing was that the next day on Sunday, we had a day night and mm-hmm. he drank a lot of wine. Yeah. But not like, probably not more wine than he drank margaritas before. Sure. And he woke up on Monday and was like, I feel way worse today mm. than I did on Sunday. Like because Sunday, I was not, like ready to be productive. His, he did not
0: take the Z Correct. Yeah. That'll do it. Go yeah. to zbiotics.com slash mail to get 15% off your first order when you use code mail at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using our code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com mail and use the code mail at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z for sponsoring this episode. Uh, Sally, go ahead.
1: How do I tell my friend and roommate that she's absolutely the crazy one slash the problem in her relationship? For context, things like texting me at 1 a.m., basically saying she went through my Instagram account and saw he's been liking pics since 2021. Uh. Yeah her boyfriend and I went to the same college and have a lot of the same fraternity, sorority people that were mutual friends. She finds it weird that he didn't say he knew me. I told her we didn't know each other and we were just mutual friends and I didn't recognize him when she brought him around either. She wouldn't let it go and maybe was insinuating that we slept together. I don't know. She also went through all 1400 of the people he follows on Instagram and texted him about Thirteen specific accounts at at two thirty. He's a professional adult that's put off by her behavior, and I can't really tell her she's in the right. Also, didn't really care until she went through my account at one a.m. to see if her boyfriend liked my pics. Weirdo behavior. Uh,
0: what did you? What did you do? If your friends the if your friends like coming to you like isn't it? What the fuck? Isn't this so weird? And You're like, oh, yeah, but not the way you think. So
1: yeah. Okay. First of all, it's like not great that this girl's her roommate too. Cause like it this feels is like a little bit
0: of a situation.
1: This is gonna become like a problem probably. Yeah. Uh I do think that it's important to set the boundary of like, hey, I don't really know what to make of your relationship with this guy, but like mm-hmm. we have no history. We have mutual friends. Like I knew who he was ish. In college but like we just kind of ran in the same circle but like not in the same large circle it really upsets me that you went through my instagram because of how like insecure you are about yeah this this is all an
0: insecurity yeah
1: i think make it about you and like what upset you and how she invaded your privacy and be like i don't know him we have no history don't yeah, totally. know who has liked my pics or not. Is, I think it's just a college connection. But like that makes me uncomfortable and I don't really...
0: Yeah, address that first because it's your roommate. And then second, just be like, like, do you realize what you're doing here? Like, yeah. yeah what, come on.
1: I don't... For me, it's like... If she's like your best friend, I think you can say like you're acting crazy because she's yeah. your best friend. Yeah. It doesn't sound like... Mm-hmm. She's her best the friend. The roommate level friend. It's yeah. like a roommate level friend that I would personally say, This made me uncomfortable. I'm sorry you feel that way, blah, blah. blah. And then mm-hmm. I wouldn't get involved anymore. Like he's going to figure out that she's crazy. Mm-hmm. But like you're only, I, for me, I'm like, it's not worth trying to be like, Hey, you're a psychopath. Like yep. that's only going to make your living situation really awkward. Make, tell her the things that affect you and then.
0: And then leave the other stuff out of it, you think? Just like that's not not, not your your business. She said he's
1: a professional adult that's put off by our behavior, then he'll do something about it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's not your responsibility in this case to handle that part, but you can handle the part about you. Yeah. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. She, I would personally like the, if this was just a friend, I'd be like, whoa, bye. But yeah. because you live together, you have to kind of tread lightly and then just slowly extricate your person yourself from this person's life.
0: I imagine like she's going through the 1,400 people he follows and he follows like, I don't know, you know, some some million follower Instagram model. And she's like, why do you follow someone? Like Alex Earl or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you, what are you looking at? It's like, she's attractive. I don't know. Why I don't do even
1: like <laughs> – like, that's so much effort to go through somebody's <laughs> – Yes, it's crazy. Like, I couldn't even tell you – How many people I follow or that follow me, let alone, like, other people that I'm friends with. I'm so rarely, like, when I'm on Instagram, I'm, like, looking at people's stories, maybe the grid a little bit. But, like, I'm never on people's profiles, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's so much work. It's just, like, it's it's
0: Instagram. It's just Instagram. It's not, like, it's not the real world.
1: It's, It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Yeah.
0: Hey, Sally and Brett. I've been playing post-grad rec leagues for years now. We're in the middle of our sand volleyball league, and one of my longest high school friends and his on-and-off-again girlfriend just broke up. Of course, we're all on the same team. I've known everyone else for years, but mostly on a rec sports-slash-acquaintance level with drunk nights out mixed in here and there. I hate doing the picking sides thing, but if I had to, the other four teammates are closer on the girlfriend's side. So. Long story short, when my friend inevitably bails on the rest of the season, what's the best protocol? Being the guy playing with the ex-girlfriend and her friends. P.S. I love sand volleyball, so not going to not so not going to the rest of the season either is off the table. Who gets the sand volleyball team in the breakup, Sally? Definitely you do. It's you're not you're not part of the breakup. Yeah. 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 This is fine. If if, you're, your, if your friend is like dude, you're still going to Sarah's volleyball games? Be like, yeah, I'm on the team, bro.
1: Yeah. I don't I see like a problem playing. with this. If, unless he like puts out a, like, you can't go because I'm not going. And Even then you're just like, like, that's really? dumb. Yeah. Like, they're going to have to forfeit every game. <laughs> yeah. Because like they're I'm, missing players. I'm part,
0: of a, I'm part of a team. He's. It's not like he's... Doesn't know these people. He's been doing it for years. It'd be be one thing if like you came in because like for that season because of the right, and
1: And you uh, just happen to be like it's all her friends, but you're just like the one-off villain, you know. But you've been with these people for years. You know them like just. Hopefully, he bails and he doesn't say anything to you. And I don't think you owe him anything. Yeah, I wouldn't even talk about it. I would like I wouldn't bring it up. Just
0: totally silo yourself from like I'm um, hey I'm this is not me in the relationship I'm not picking sides I'm not like asking you about your feelings or his I'm just hey I'm yeah. here to play sand volleyball a competitor and a teammate and like let's yeah. play volleyball and you don't and, have to get in and into like, like the other if stuff.
1: you can interact with the girlfriend less Yeah
0: and just yeah just kind of be like arm's length
1: so you don't have to like answer questions about her life yeah. and shit
0: Yeah exactly easy but I yeah was- keep playing sand volleyball with the team Yeah, like if
1: somebody has a problem with this, like that you've been doing for years.
0: Right. That you have been a part of for years. Years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're good. You're good. Keep playing.
0: Hey, Brett and Sally. You all, maybe Sally and Dylan actually, helped me out a few years back when I asked about places to propose to my then girlfriend in Austin. Here we are two years later, married and looking at making a move. My wife has found an awesome job in her field that is going to almost double her salary. The problem is the job is four hours away from our current home. I've been afforded the opportunity to switch into a business development type role with my current company and expand our regional reach. We historically haven't had a BD person and this is a new role. So Brett, do you have any tips on how to stay organized and also be successful in this new role? Sally, by the way, I I apologize. That That was supposed to be your question to read. Oh, it's okay. Okay, um, business development, Sally. I, I guess this is kind of a a me specific That's one. That's a but you I specific to, question. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of like how do you how do you stay organized and be successful in a business development role? Obviously, it depends on the you know what you need to do. I'm assuming this is sort of a biz development, uh, aka sales, expanding your potential client base or customer base or consumer base uh, through your efforts and. I think the biggest thing for success when it comes to business development is generating leads is kind of like the the wrong way to put it, but you can never not be busy on that front because whatever business you're in, whether it's getting new business or generating revenue from recurring business, you always have something to do. You can always either be checking in with clients about new opportunities or current offerings or, hey, this is coming down the pipeline. Um, but you can also always be sourcing and prospecting and stuff. So I think the biggest thing for me that I've found success with is in the prospecting and just telling your story effectively, whether it's a podcast company or washed Media and like the Sunday Scaries Instagram page yeah. that has blown up. Getting that in front of uh, your current clients and figuring out a way to get it your story basically in front of other clients like don't just sell a product sell the the why sell the how sell the the story to get people more attached to what you're doing and i know some people are like well i sell like enterprise hr software i don't really have a, a why i just do it for a paycheck yeah but like then find something find a find a why to that like i'm doing this for this so i think the most the, the biggest thing to be organized is to fall in love with Microsoft excel and have a a gazillion spreadsheets for everything whether it's projections your revenue your sales your calls your your cold emails your prospects like people you can double back on like i have a i call it my bible it's like our ad schedule clients the the revenue the money side of it and like all of their contact information yeah like constantly just reaching out to people and being like hey we have this opportunity for Q4. Hey, we have this opportunity for for Q1 or right. this presenting sponsorship. And be. And I think the thing that kind of sets you apart is anybody can do numbers and say, you know, this is our solution. But here's what it does. Or this is our, this is the reason you should do business with us. But that's a science. Like, try to inject some art into it. It's almost better that you've never been um, in a type of business development role. You can sort of, Rely on things you've learned from other roles and other right. parts of the company to come in and, and create this position, which get like get creative with it um, from a marketing standpoint. Build materials that your company is currently not using, like go off the beaten path. Obviously, get everything approved and whatnot. But, you know, it, it's easier for me to say because we're, we're five guys here and it's, you can kind of do stuff quickly. Right. And it doesn't need to be run up a flag. Poll, you don't have to do like a whole chant a command. Of, right. There's not a lot of red tape here. Yeah. Um, But I think just being successful in really any sales role is being consistent, being, you know, I'm not saying to cold call people 400 times a day because I don't, I, we're just beyond that as a society, I think. Yeah. But finding an effective way to pitch yourself and your company and your product and your service via email is very important. Yeah. Finding a way to stick out in an inbox is very important um finding a way to not be like everybody else is very important i would stay away like i never use a template i never use yeah. the email softwares that blast to a million people you want it to seem genuine because I, I, it is yeah I, I literally tailor every every email and i do hundreds of emails a month or you know dozens a week of genuinely writing to one person or three people that are in the same company that the email is tailored to them. Yeah. So the more individual you can make it, I think the better there is. Obviously, there's software out there that like ChatGPT writes your email, and then you can plug your like client list into Magellan or whatever these these list servers are that send it out to four million people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, your bounce rates are going to be super high, and you're looking for one or two hits. Like, I just want a higher hit rate on less email work. Does yeah, that make sense? So I think you just be unique. Everybody's doing the same thing in business development and sales. Um, be creative. Use what you've learned in other positions and other parts of the, the job to sort of inject a, a new way to pitch, whether it's a service or a product or uh, a story. Um, and then be, be consistent and be organized. It, it just rely on whether it's different software or for me, I just really need Excel. Um, and then I think the last thing I'll say is to kind of like dream with it, get, get, know where you could be in five years and four years and use it as motivation. Yeah. Um, because if you do really well in business development, it usually opens doors down the line. Yeah. So you're, you're you're directly responsible for generating revenue and not like a squishy way, like in a very much direct way, so. That's my, my tips on business development.
1: I have nothing to add.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you got anything on that?
1: No, I don't, I don't do a lot of biz, biz dev. a
0: ton of biz dev? No. Your clients are sort of under the knife in different ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I put them to sleep.
0: That, that would be, it. it's like the lawyer that rocks. Sally's like the CRNA that just fucking puts you to sleep, bitch. Puts you to sleep. <laughs> Sally, any shower thoughts before we get out of here?
1: I don't think so. Do you have any? All of my like bandwidth right now is just like feeling something and being like, "Is this labor?" And then, oh god, that's like my whole last few weeks. Damn. Well, good so. luck on
0: any any BHs you have. <laughs>
1: I've had a few. A couple.
0: Couple. That's crazy, man. Well, Sally, we are so excited for you. So excited for baby number two. Um, best of luck. Thank We're going to you. miss you on the Mail-In Podcast, but that seat is all yours when you are- I'll be
1: back for sure for some back. holiday episodes. We're going to need some holiday episodes. Yeah.
0: Love them. Uh, please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-6245, AKA 888-362-MAIL. Or you can write in at the link to the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you?
1: Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms. See y'all next week.
1: Bye. Bye.